Good evening. It's May 21st, 2022, and I'm Robert Edward Booth of threeoaks1.com. The website is enlightening about conventional religions, the unique find that, that I discovered after doing my homework which a lot didn't do or or is fraudulently representing the conventional church by presenting the Bible as God's word which is simply a paradigm it's accepted by society as God's word but if you'll do your homework if you'll do your who's and what's and when's and why's and where's and how's and those questions about you know the origins of the Bible you will see that the Romans handled the knowledge you're receiving as God's word and I'm not going to tell you that I believe that it was all falsified because that would be an overstatement I, I, I presume that to make that all work for for Rome who who has sacrificed men and work and effort from their nationality if you'll call it a nationality uh, they've put that effort into it and you'll look up uh, if you'll look into like a character profile of Rome you'll see that Rome is known to make everything work for the benefit of Rome and known for mirroring absorbing the things from other tribes the ways creations, inventions, military tactics, etc. They'll they'll absorb it from others and make it work for the benefit of Rome. I mean, when you do your homework and realize that the Bible was created from a war, right, right directly in the end of the Jewish revolution where the where the Jews revolted on the the oppression that the Romans were placing on them and created a Bible that society accepts. That's the definition of paradigm, is that we accept it as God's word. It, it's, it's a paradigm. And it's sad to see the ministry of today's conventional church present it as God's word when if you went to college, which there's been history, you know, times in history that you didn't have to be college educated to be a minister for your community. They didn't, didn't have transportation always like today's world. So, you know, every minister isn't guilty of the same thing I'm talking about. You know, granddaddy was a minister. Granddaddy's time didn't have the same things that today has. But in today's world, college is a requirement to be an official well, well, no, I'm a minister, and I, and I didn't go to college for that. But, but typically, okay, typically, college is a big requirement to to become a minister for some of these well-paying churches. The community gives money to their preacher and to receive the amount that he does. He has to be educated in religion, and they have tons of theological, you know, education that goes to being a preacher. So to to say that you do not know about what I'm talking about when I compare 
what you're actually reading, calling it God's word and, and denoting it as a paradigm, you're being fraudulent. You're, you're fraudulently representing that to pub to the public feeding this false reality, this paradigm as opposed to the honest truth when you say it's God's word it's accepted as God's word socially accepted as God's word it's a paradigm it's created it was fed there was people burned and books burned that didn't agree with the church system that the Romans developed right out of the Jewish revolution and and they don't tell you that when you attend they Here's the red carpet. Come on in and become a member. And they don't tell you that all the time and money and friends you've made in the church system are part of really magic. And and I'm not going to get into describing the non-physical combination that goes on when there's non-physical forces working along with the tangible earthen element. You know, an elemental magic. If you're if you're into magic, you can look into elemental magic, and and then there's high magic and things that can go on beyond that. But you, you make friends and relationships, and then there's social social benefits that you know Bible Belt, where there's just majority in your area, our church going, and the politics of not going versus being a family that is devout or faithfully a members of church and the social benefits you see so those non-physical you know things like you know gender appreciation and 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 meeting the right well-behaved young lady that again the politics of being a faithful member of the church presented as that even if you know you're not all that really faithful but you attend church regularly and your family's known for it so you see the non-physical side when I'm attracted to over here versus repelled from this one over here, the politics of being that so-called faithful member of a church, there's the gender appreciation, the social expectations. I'll, I'll have to go through my list of non-physical forces that can be combined perfectly and then a fair balance with the earth and, you know, you know, tangible realities that we face, like having, you know, business for our company and, and being that faithful member of a church and having social graces where you're not an outcast or, or called a slut or whatever goes with not being a faithful member of the church. You, you, if there's a balance there and, the, and there's a goal you know, set by the people that set that system up. The Greeks and Romans were into voodoo and magic. It was common in ancient times to combine magic and war. Today's world, even in South America, I did a report in college about the Hiruku. Hiruku spirits are used by certain tribes in South America whatever amount of payment goes on the the, the article I had written in college was about how the Hiruku spirits wanted souls and if they wanted to go to war this tribe wanted to go to war with another tribe they invoked upon the Hiruku spirits which worked in the non-physical realm 
what people call the spirit world. And use of spirits is the basic definition of voodoo, use of spirits. You know, a very practical definition. There's a lot more to voodoo, but but use of spirits. And so the Hiruku spirits wanted souls. And, and if the tribe that you used or, or invoked upon the Hiruku spirits, they went and killed in a tribal war, you know, of any type, the other tribe wants the Hiruku spirits made it possible to defeat that tribe. And, and that was a perfect example of war and magic. So you can look at history and see that Rome and Greece were both known to use war and magic and voodoo. And, and they are the ones that handled the uh, Nicene Council held in 325 AD to determine what would get left in the Bible and used by the, quote, church system. So after that, you had heretics burned, which a lot of the heretics by report, you can look up documentation, are reported to have been actual members of communities that Jesus actually lived and dwelt amongst these communities. And, and the people coming forth with things that bickered or offered contention to the church were burnt alive at stake. Again, using fear and non-physical forces to stop magically, using the magic, you know, the, the balance of of elements, just the elemental side of elemental magic, where this much harsh reality, this earthen combines with this much fire and the and, and the qualities of fire, you know, were passion and, and, and uh, other things. I'd have to do a complete layout on the element of fire and how many qualities apply. But when, you know, they use these energies, the, the qualities, the energies like fire and, and like earth and like water, you know, the flow. They want to create the flow. They want to use the fire, maybe even combining elements to make like a steam, like compelling, you know, because the fire is going to drive the flow that direction until finally they have this massive church system created using magic and this book. I consider it a magic book. I haven't proven it. I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist on that. I mean, I'm convinced that there's a magic book writer behind constructing this canonized version of a Bible. So what I have discovered and posted today at 3oaks1.com is how a Magna Carta one of my family members, King John, wasn't a preferred king, but King John, John Lackland, uh, developed a Magna Carta, and the Magna Carta was, it really means a superior charter, you know, a charter that the king would present and sign and document as part of the governings of of his kingdom. So he had a, a supreme charter a magna carta signed by certain members of uh, the the nobles of his kingdom you know the nobles like the lords or the barons or the counts that 
you know, prestigious individuals as opposed to peasants who who weren't really free men. They were peasantry and they were they were not uh, under the Magna Carta, but these nobles were who joined in the signing of the Magna Carta. And I've discovered as Robert Booth, Robert Edward Booth, a descendant of King John, through the Plantagenet, that's a French pronunciation of the Plantagenet dynasty, which was one of the longest, if not the longest standing dynasty in, in England. It came over from France when Normandy uh, conquered, uh, I think it's Harold Godwin, if I'm not mistaken, the King of England, and and took over in England when French used to be a big part of the language most mostly spoken throughout England, French, while that, you know, William the Conqueror thing went on. So I'm a descendant from that and even back to the Merovingian French or Frankish kings, the dynasty of the Merovingians. And I have the birthmark on my right arm and on my head that goes in agreement with the four kings of the Merovingian kings that had the birthmark that occult science is attached to Cain. The child that they say documented, you know, have been presented that say that Eve came back to to Adam and claimed that, you know, I am impregnant, I am pregnant by Lord Satan and this child Cain came forth who who wasn't condemned by God but but marked and they claim marked for redemption and 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 let go sent away but if anybody laid hand if anybody slay or kill Cain sevenfold will fall on them by decree of God and this birthmark is still on me like the four Merovingian kings all the way down through through William the Conqueror, through the Plantagenet kings, and, you know, all the way. I'm also, well, we won't get into all my bloodline. The, the Lee dynasty in America, those come through my Lee side, the, you know, my mom's side. And, and Germanic kings, Germanic kings come from my mom's side. And my... The side I'm talking about, Plantagenet, that that goes through also Delion. Delion, the French word nowadays is Dylan. So the Delion family eventually married the Booth family. And the Booths go back as far as, here's an interesting point. The William the Conqueror's half-brother was Robert Burgos. Burgos eventually went through the name Burroughs, which is uh, an evolved version of Burgos, Burroughs, and Burroughs, where my family name changed from Burroughs to Booth, you know, there was a Burroughs born from the same relationship from Lady Bridget Hyam, uh, nobility, of course, and and Thomas Burroughs produced uh, George Burroughs and uh, and Thomas Booth. So Thomas Booth went on down to, to my family name where my granddaddy Booth married a Dylan. So I have Delion blood as well. Delions, there might be four or five kings in the Delion legacy or whatever we call it, uh, lineage, lineage, genealogy speaking, lineage. 
there's about four or five kings there in the Deleon side. So I'm looking at my Deleon side, the Lee dynasty, the Germanic, two or three Germanic kings that went in back in tribal time, Germanic kings through my mother. So I'm looking at, by the time you do the Plantagenet and the blood kings that are related to me, some grandfather realm, if you know what I'm saying, that if I went back, you know, 15 grandfathers, you know, 25 grandfathers ago, they would be my actual grandfather. So total counting what would be uncles and everything else king-wise, I might have close to 20, close to 20 kings in my bloodline. I haven't counted them yet, I'm sorry, but close to 20 kings. So I'm saying this, that I had, and it's and it's written all about on the front page of threeoaks1.com. Spelled out threeoaks1.com. It's all displayed there, what, you know, a brief synopsis of what I'm going through. I have what you call past life regression. It affects my life now, and, and it really hinders me in certain ways. But on the other end of that, it makes me great in certain ways because I really know a lot of stuff that people have forgotten it and I've been, you know, uh, led to by the divine or the spirit or what have you, which you refer to as God. I've been led to, now a lot of people put God on Jehovah Adonai. Jehovah Adonai is God to the Christian conventional church. I won't get into the differentiations that went on from early Christianity to what the Roman Catholic voodoo practices practicing Romans and Greeks put Jehovah Adonai as God over the Christian church when that can very well and I believe it was by the time you uncover all the writings that were burnt and everything else uh, disputed and not really there wasn't a trinity in fact there was no trinity like the church presents when Jesus was around Jesus you know, yeah, he might have said, and I can agree with that on a level of conversation, that, that in heaven I am God. Yeah, are you the God that created everything that we know about that? It's in the Bible. So, okay, I can believe he said that in some level of conversation, in some situation, but without, without elaboration on that, that just leads you to this trinity using elemental magic. There's some tangible, you know, put it in your hand, let it go through your fingers, earth and reality there. So we're going to use that. So we'll burn the books that argue that, right? And we'll burn the people that were in communities with Jesus that argue that, present anything that does, we'll just burn them alive. You know, so what I'm trying to explain to you is that I, Jehovah Adonai is evil. Jehovah Adonai is God, but he's not. You, you see, there's plenty of people that have went into these explorations like I'm talking about. Jehovah Adonai created everything you and me know about. Yes, yes. And, and that's worshipable. You know, as far as one of the plural gods, yes. As far as the father of the 36 gods that you look at Babylon having 666, the protective amulet, that there's 36 gods, you got to use... Fibonacci counting and go one, two, three, and count all that up. It adds up to 666 on your ambulance. And that protects you from even the gods, right? So I can see where Jehovah Adonai would be seen as God 
in this earth sphere where people see him as war, you know, God, a God means worshipable. So I can see where he is a God and to, to accept in this sphere of existence without going into the, what they refer to the monad. The monad by the Gnostics, which I am a Gnostic minister, the monad is above God the Father. You see, God the Father is God to the Christians, to nowadays Christians, the, the Roman Catholic-led Christians, the voodoo practitioners. And if you'll place him that, he'll use voodoo. Look, look up in Google. Look up voodoo magic spells, okay? You will see, if you look at the right page I'm talking about, that Job, Adonai, Raphael, and Gabriel, which Gabriel, oddly enough, created Islam through Muhammad, peace be upon him, of course. Muhammad was a good man, I, I presume and believe. Gabriel makes that religion, and, and then God leads the Jews, and, and, and now through the Roman church Christians, and they got each other killing each other. So you know something's wrong there as opposed to what? The monad, right? The monad is the divine or the spirit. And that's above, that's above God. So the Gnostics believe that the monad, the one God is above all the other gods, including God to the conventional, conventional church. So I bicker that as a Gnostic minister because there was no Trinity back when early Christianity began. And now that the Romans and Greeks handled the development of the church, you have yourself bowing down to God and accepting that Job Adonai is God. As a Messiah, which I am, oh yeah, I am of the Messiah bloodline that comes through the Merovingians. You can look it up, how the Messiah blood stems from Cain bloodlines. And there might be some tie that, that still makes Seth the lineage of Jesus. I don't know, but it doesn't seem right. I can't find anything else that would make a Messiah of any other than Cain bloodlines. This reported, at least by documentation, that Eve says she was pregnant by Satan, Lord Satan. And this Cain bloodline, are your messiahs like if your tribe had a messiah, you would be like a messiah has come. A messiah is the meaning of is a deliverer of his people. To be practical, you can look into six dictionaries. But but okay, to be practical, a messiah is a deliverer of his people. So I could easily see Jesus not being for Jehovah Adonai being God, but actually telling you that he is not similar to the way I'm telling you. Now see, the monad is above God the Father, like the 36 gods. So, you know, if you're going to serve and worship one God, monotheistic faith, there shouldn't be anything in between you and the divine spirit, the monad. So Job Adonai is therefore in a simple way evil saying that he is God. He is not. But see, the magic works that way. When you look at the different forms of magic, to have you accept him, that earthen gets added. It makes it an earthen tangible reality to you being fed that through other, that they feed your spirit. That's the top of the elements. That's the most controlling, dominating of all those elements in elemental magic. 
you know, the Spirit. So they train your personalized channeling of Holy Spirit into accepting the earthen factor that, that Job Adonai is God, you see, and that adds to the, the a level of earthen element that's in that magic. And that's why I say these voodoo practitioners from Greece and Rome are developing that through a church system feeding the amount of it here on the planet Earth. So these other people that look into that science of religion, they'll say, you know, there's where they're making the mistake. And I've heard it said, I can't put my finger on who, and I'm sorry, I usually do. I do it a lot on 3x1.com. Put my finger on who says, you know, but they say that the people in this world have accepted the God that created this universe Everything you and me know about, all the pro- Jesus was quoted by scholars. You know, they found him saying in some documents that didn't go into the Bible that an evil demiurge created all the profound world. An evil demiurge created all the profound world. And they had observatories way back then. Not the same you have today, of course, but, but they knew about stars and planets and things. So... To create everything you and me know about being stated by Jesus should include that stuff. So these scholars that scientifically separate these gods and the divine and the monad like I'm doing will tell you the big mistake is that the people are accepting this demiurge, and it's talked all through, you know, Gnosticism and such. This demiurge created this universe whatever level of magic goes in what you might call a multi-dimensional you know experience where there's wormholes in space and other universes and other beings and other realms of existence and, and levels of power given to what you might refer to as gods plural you know so the mistake being made is is and I'm Messiah bloodline I'm telling you something to show you going to work that out completely on paper a diagram that you can see my bloodline but I hope so God willing you know when you say that I mean monad because if Job had an eye is against me it's, it's like having a witch or somebody say you know the gods are against me and they'll use they'll make altars before this god or the next god and, and a witch might tell you the gods are against me well even if all of them are against me in the monad the creator of any gods at all the monad, the divine, wants me to get it done, then I'll get it done. That's who I bow to, the divine spirit, the monad. And and I don't really have a a God like you're talking about when you go to church and bow to Job. Not right now. I need one. I've been the divine has told me I need one. And that may be why you have your war in heaven and a a new heaven and a new earth ever developed. And what goes on in heaven, same in heaven, same on earth, a lot of times will coincide with what's going on here on earth. So I look for all that to develop. And what I'm trying to share with you is a Magna Carta. The idea came to me and it just blossomed for me. That instead of having a uh, a leader or a king that is so dominant that you don't have any rights, uh, King John was established as, listen to me now, as the noble of nobles he even though he had a magna carta a superior charter sign given rights to the nobles 
that, you know, a jury of peers and everything else where they wouldn't just get ran over top of because that's what King John was doing, running completely over top of them by being king. And, and he signed that he wouldn't do that. You wouldn't be brought and held trial and killed without a jury of peers agreeing to bring you to trial. Things like that will be in a document that I'll sign and then we'll put together this kingdom that Jesus set up. Oh, I'm the Antichrist, all right. Not in the sense they're trying to put it, and I told you they do voodoo and include magic and more. They try to bring me down, setting it up and burning the people that dwelt with Jesus in communities, burning any books that coiled their system, using what I'm talking about like the Heruku spirits, using voodoo magic spells, look it up, and you'll find Gabriel that, that did Islam, an, an accepted angel under Jehovah Adonai, and you'll find them both in voodoo spells. See what I'm telling you? The spirit world used, spirits used, like voodoo in a simple definition, to make moves in this world. Look, I'm going to leave you alone, but I'm willing to put together a Magna Carta, the likeness of it, so that you won't just get run over top of by me like some evil god or an evil king or whatever they've described to you using the Bible, the, the level of earth or that's God's word. It is not. It is a paradigm created by book burning and people burning forces to create this elemental magic and the power of it. I'm Robert Edward Booth of threeoaks1.com. Go there and continue to learn about me and this plan. And we'll develop an army and we'll have a kingdom with 144,000 maybe more to influence growth for this world. Peace to you and peace profound.